This is a Heart and Hand production. And as you can probably tell by the fact that it's my dulcet tones that's kicking off the show, we are without Shane this week. They said you couldn't do a crow pod without the beating heart of it. And they were probably right. However, we're going to give it a go. So it's me, David, this week in what we nominally call the chair. And of course, joining me as we... Try to stumble through as best we can. It's Todd Van Allen. Hello, Todd. How are you doing? Hello. How are you? I, I I love the giveaway that you just gave us. You apparently are so rich right now. You're swimming in chair money. Oh, look man, at I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm heavy chair. I'm, I'm like, but this is Shane's chair. Um, uh, okay. We can tell because it's got all sort of like, you know, joint burns down it and smells uh-huh. of alcohol. So and, I mean, and a lot of beer farts. Yeah, and and there's all like tamale sauce dripped all over it. It's what the hell was that? Oh, this that's me. That that is me tightening. There we go, tightening (laughs) the uh, the old microphone there. Jesus, I thought it was. I I genuinely thought for a moment there that uh, it was a resurrection had had begun again. You know, or, or what's the one where we all get called to heaven unless we're sinners? Oh, that's um, uh, the Revelations. That's the one I thought it yeah, was, but uh, it, it, it turned out not to. So we're still here. Either that or we're fucked, mate. Either that or it's, you know, the, the, oh, we, we'll, we'll open the door to, to look for our wives and they're not there. Uh-huh. <laughs> They've been um, called back to heaven. It's I like, can ah. only see three horsemen, so I think we're good. We only have yeah, the three. The, yeah. Yeah, that that's a bit like us today. Um, uh-huh. I I I think today might give us an insight into what it was like in April 1994 for Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic. <laughs> Wait, that's... hang on. Did did Courtney Love murder Shane? Uh, well, you can't. You wouldn't put it past her. Okay. Let Let's be honest. Um, but no, it's, it's, he's he's still with us, um, and I'm mm-hmm. sure he's with us in spirit today. Um, he's just he's, he's not here next week and uh, if you're listening buddy haste you back I've I've done my best to try and to make up for it a little bit I've got one of my dogs drunk um, I was listening to Kiss before we came on air because you okay. know you, you think you think men in makeup with the guitars you think Shane yes um, yes yeah it's kind of fair to say but uh, <laughs> no we'll, we'll just have to, to to crack on as as best we can mm. um without him it's uh it's like that bit in Blackadder. It's like that tale, the prince and the porpoise and the pauper. Yes. Oh yeah, of course, the prince and the porpoise and the pauper. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll just have to go with the, with the two of us. But how are you? Have you had a good week? Yeah, uh, bits of ups and downs. I think is uh, is fair to say. I've been. Um, uh, I, I was able to witness what I thought was one of the best matches of the tournament so far, uh, with respect to half of my lineage. And then the other half, complete and utter embarrassment. 
So, oh, right. I mean, I, yeah. I have noticed an interesting collection. If those of you follow Todd will notice that there's been some some high quality kittage going on. <laughs> uh, there's been some there's been some fine kittage going on, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought you'd be happy Friday night. What were the the Italians getting Very off much. the flyer? Very yeah, much, and, that... and again, that's that's really the um, uh, that's that's to that's for the in laws. Is but that of one. course Todd Van Allen? So you'd mm-hmm. be happy with Holland one. Very much, and and I will say this: like that, it, it had sort of all the trappings of "here we go," right? Because as soon as soon as they went two nothing up, I was like, okay, hopefully they don't get overconfident. Then ten minutes happened. I'm like, motherfuck, and here we go, <laughs> and then you can already see them start to be- to beak at each other. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, okay, this is it. We're done. And I'm I'm already playing out the next two matches in my head where it's going to be close and they'll start complaining to each other. There's nothing. But for them to kind of, re- like, that is the game that Holland needed. Holland needed that game to move through for them to, like, kind of hit a deficit, start to start to kind of look at each other a little bit more critically, but then surpass that and go for it and win it. It, it was kind of reminiscent of, like like, some of those kind of come from behind matches that Rangers had this season, just like where you just kind of like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And then they do it. So that was, that was fine. Oh, yeah. it was a great, it was a brilliant, brilliant game to watch. And of course it was helped by, by having Clive and Ali, our Clive and Ali. I don't know who you guys get over there, but, uh, uh and tonight when, when Holland take on, uh, Holland don't take on anybody tonight. That would be silly. Um, <laughs> they just, they just, just played the other night. They'll be tired. Um, right. But France play Germany, and it's it's mm-hmm. Clive and Ali because uh, the rest of the country, through Ali's commentary on on World Cups, have discovered what, of course, we as Rangers fans already knew for years, which is that he's this brilliant, engaging personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, 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 it's a simple thing. People might wonder if there's a secret to why commentators are popular. It isn't. It's the fact that he's enthusiastic. He clearly is having the time of his life. He's at a European Championship. Same when he was at the World Cup and he would talk about, he went for a walk in, you know, downtown Koblensk that morning. Uh And and it was like, that's exactly what we'd all be like. Isn't this great? Here I am. I'm covering football. I'm getting paid for it. It's a joy. And you compare Mm. and contrast it with some of them who, particularly, uh, you've got to say, BBC Scotland, who... Clearly, you know the second that the checks stop clearing, they are never watching another moment of football. Oh yeah, in their yeah, life. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, um, I don't even know who our commentators are because they change from match to match, and they because uh, because it's all done through TSN, which is the sports network here. Um, we all get the same feed, right? So then it's just yeah. it's the over it's the overlay of commentary on it, and it seems it seems to vary from from match to match. And I'll level with you. I just tune them out. Like, I, I can't remember five words that have been said because there really isn't anything that, that is glaringly popular or controversial that comes out of them. I'm just, okay, fine. It's just, it's I, I compare it to the background noise of the crowd. It's like you kind of want it to be there, but it's nothing. It's like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we've started doing these uh, hot mic, um, mm-hmm. which is basically just that, that people can, can join in. And it's what it is for me. It's watching the games with my mates. Um, but mm. it means the listeners can do it as well. And, and it's great. You know, you have a laugh. Some of the banter um, was, was terrific yesterday. We did it for the Scotland game, which was predictable, I mm-hmm. think. I, I don't, you know, that there's a whole new generation of Scottish people. We've got a young podder, uh, Ross. 
Mm-hmm. And he's, he's very, very committed Scotland fan. And, and right. he was just heartbroken last night. And he, he sure. said, you know, I, I just feel, you know, the manager let us down, the team to let And I was like, um, this is nothing new. I, I wouldn't get your hopes right. up for anything. Scotland have got two modes, which is in my lifetime, and as far as I can gather throughout history, of either being massive underperformers, mm-hmm. where you look at the squad, like when I was growing up, the squ- oh, league winner, Liverpool captain, European mm-hmm. Cup winner, European Cup winner. So they're either massively underperforming or just shite. Right. And there's there's never really been an interim uh, an interim level between those two. So no. he was he was saying, you know, I just I've waited so long to get to a major tournament and then they play like that. And I said, don't worry about it. You know, you you won't have a problem with a Scotland team getting to a major tournament for a long time. So <laughs> you, know. you know what? It was so. It was so telling because, like, like I say, I'm on geographical delay in in getting heart and hand episodes, and uh, the series that you're doing about the the evolution of revolution um, mm-hmm. that you're that you're doing. I just listened to the most recent one, and I had just gotten through the bit um, where you were describing that moment where you saw the team sheet and everyone just went, "Oh no!" Oh yeah, right? the two old format yeah. I broke. Yeah. Yes. And then I saw the Scotland team sheet. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, I mean, like it, as soon as you saw that sheet, you were just like, ah, this is not every, working. Everybody knew. And I don't care. Look, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Anybody. I'm not the most passionate Scotland sure. fan in the whole world. Right. So I, I think I do have a bit of distance. But everyone from be it the most passionate Scotland fan I know to people who genuinely don't care, mm-hmm. um, I, they all went. That's not going to work. And there's nothing more perfect <laughs> for a football fan than that. Um, you can handle to a degree, to a certain degree, you know, defeats or whatever, right? There's, there's two things we can't handle. One is a lack of effort, and that rarely happens. Despite what anybody says, footballers do not tend to choose to go out and get beat. It very, very rarely ever happens. But the other one is when a manager, someone who has spent their life in the game, who knows more about the game than you do. And most fans, you know, you get the odd blowhard, but the most fans accept this, that football people know more about football than we do. But when everyone can see it doesn't work before it happens, and then it happens the way that they know it's going to happen, that's the most depressing thing. Because you can accept, you know, a, a, a bad luck or, a, you know, a, a bad performance or whatever, but, but it's like... Here are the problems you're going to have, and yes. they have those problems. Then it's like, no offense, mate, but for fuck's sake, you know, uh, none of us work in football. <laughs> you're yeah. kind of paid for it. How yes. did you do that? But uh-huh. that's what happens when you put. It was great though by the end because you'll know this has been someday, you know, with the dual nationality thing. That by the end, when it goes badly wrong, you can. I mean, I was playing the. You know, technically, I'm Northern Irish card mm-hmm. at the end of it, so right. you, you've always got that option. Yeah, don't look at me. My team isn't here. No, um, none to, Okay, so to be fair, I just wanted to to call you up on one thing. It's like, yes, teams don't go out there to try to lose unless you're being managed by latter day Raymond Dinesh. Well, yeah, and I think we've all seen, uh, you know, teams try to get a manager of the sack. And, so, and it yeah. does occasionally, or players trying to get a move. So it does occasionally, but the vast majority of times, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't. But. Yeah, I, I I did have to to sort of say, well, okay, I might be wrong, and that way you know in your heart of hearts, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking though about first tournaments. You know, everybody's thought about this is for a lot of people their first tournament. My, the first tournament I can remember, I vaguely remember '82, but not in detail. Just you know, 
blobs and forms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So 86 is the first one I remember watching all the games and being hugely passionately excited. And Todd Canada were there at yeah. World Cup. Yeah. I thought this was the future. Yeah. Um, well, we'd never, I would never... Would oh, Canada taking over the world. Mm-hmm. At the time you had that, you had the kids from Degrassi Street, you had Rush. Yep. You guys looked set. We were we were pretty good, and then uh, and then it all went to pot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know I don't know what to attribute it to. Um, <laughs> I, I I honestly don't know. I think maybe it was the Man in Motion tour. Um, maybe it was that. I don't know. Um, That's a great. I'm sorry, but St. Elmo's Fire is a great song. Mm-hmm. Oh no no no, it's good. Um, yeah. No complaints. No complaints at all. Um, this is what I love. That's going on, kind of in tandem with all this, is that. Um, I don't know. Okay, so w- when you see teams like North Macedonia making it to the big league, and by the way, I felt so bad for them when they lost that draw. Yeah. Like when they when they I just felt horrible for them. Um, when you see these teams and, they, and how they have to fight their way through so many levels of seeding and matches, and they got to clear this hurdle, and then they have to get to this qualifier, and then they move that. And you go like like a lot of the teams that we that we kind of all support, like your big ones like Germany, France, they just they just kind of get in. Yes, they're they're in the tails, but there's nothing kind of before that. While this is all going on, Canada is now um performing their their run for World Cup uh <laughs> qualification for the not not Qatar, the next one. Oh, uh, right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh because they're out, right? And uh, that's impressive. Yeah, they're uh, actually let me just let me br- just bring up. They just recently um, uh, had to play the first leg against Haiti. Um, that powerhouse, you of know, course. Um, um, all the great Haitian footballs like that guy. Yes. And the other yeah. one. Um, yeah. My uh, my mother in law, we were talking during the uh, the Italy game and um she uh she was like are are north macedonia any good and mm-hmm. i was like um i have never seen them play i'm gonna say no no one has and and she's like how can you say that i'm like who's your favorite north macedonia player <laughs> oh i know one i do i know one i know gotta be god pandev right that was the one okay brilliantly i was doing a, a uh, preview show with james and he right. said um or North Macedonia, apparently they prefer just to be called Macedonia. Okay. And I thought, well, that opens a whole can of worms, doesn't it? <laughs> have they, you know, have they asked South? I, I assume for mm-hmm. there to be a North Macedonia, there has there has to be a South Macedonia, right? right. Logically. And mm-hmm. therefore, if they just want to be called Macedonia, you, let, there's a history of stuff like this. Let's look Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. Let's look North Vietnam and Southern Vietnam. Right. They, very rarely does it end with a cup of tea and a fondant fancy, mm-hmm. you know? So I just think as a whole, you know, they, they need to be careful with stuff like that. And also, see if you come from, like, north-south Macedonia or south-north Macedonia, does that just make you Macedonian? Right. Or I do we need like... a central Macedonia? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and you wouldn't have thought off the top of your head that Macedonia was that big that it needed to be right. split up in areas. I don't know. There's kind of like Virginia and West Virginia. Where's the East one? Well, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, um, nobody does that. And it's the same in Scotland where you've got East Kilbride and West Kilbride, and they're like 50 miles apart with distinct mm-hmm. places in between them. It's, yeah. 
I, I, I just think that we need our cartographers to be a little bit more on the ball with stuff like mm-hmm. this. No, I get it. So I, I was just doing a very quick kind of kind of look at the research. So I was I was looking at the men's national teams, um, World Cup qualifiers mm-hmm. that that they have they have uh, played at just now, and uh, the first round they played Bermuda, uh, and the Cayman Islands. Five uh, one winners against Bermuda, eleven nothing against the Cayman Islands. Um, I'm glad they're good at money yes. because uh, they're not good at football. Uh, we sure, uh, what? I don't Do you remember that guy from The Simpsons. Hi, oh, right? Crap. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, crap. <laughs> um, uh, as well, uh, the Beach Boys favorite, we beat Aruba 7 0. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, only 4 0 against Suriname. Oh. Okay. Uh, and now we're into the first and second legs. We beat Haiti 1 0 away, and now we're, um, uh, now we're awaiting the second leg uh, in Canada. But this is the interesting thing about why CONCACAF is so fucked. We're going through these World Cup qualifiers at the same time that we're in the Gold Cup, ah. which is the the North American, Central American Euros. Yeah, it's like the Copa, isn't it? Right. It's, so yeah. in and amongst all these qualifiers, we're playing group stage matches. Isn't CONCACAF the one that like Jack Warner run? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm you, on the verge of spotting... Yeah. What might be the issue here? Right? I, I think yeah. I think words are going to confidently leave my mouth that will, uh-huh. that will be accurate when it comes to. It. But no, yeah, Canada, is it with the, allegedly you will be fine. Yeah, even so, he's hardly going to sue me, is he? I mean, yeah. fuck, the, the, he doesn't he's want to go busy. to court. He's too busy holding up onion headlines, trying yeah, to the, disprove his uh, accusations. Exactly, he's uh, but uh, no, it's uh, no one will ever convince me that Scott Arfield didn't just enjoy business class travel that's oh, no 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 right he because I, I i quite like doing that as well you know i quite like occasionally going on a nice wee trip somewhere gets you away for the wife for sure. a bit you know and if you travel in comfort stay in a nice hotel um then why not and and no one will convince me right. that scott arfield when he got that offer didn't think three oh, trips to toronto yeah, I fancy that. You know, well, that sounds ideal. And here's the other thing too: you could actually play in places like Bermuda, Cayman Islands, Aruba, yeah. um, or you could sit on the bench in Glasgow. Which would you prefer? Exactly. I mean, what do yeah. you want to do? Do you want to be in the Scotland squad, getting right. you know, eggs and flour thrown at you, being rubbish, <laughs> as you say, and then the fixture list comes out, and you travel to San Marino to not mm-hmm. play? Or you, know, right. you could be in Aruba. Right, mm-hmm. have a kick about, win eleven nil, um, in the sunshine. No, I, I don't blame him. I would have, I would have done the same. Yeah. Um, um it, yeah, go ahead. Oh, just at major tournaments, you always spot the players who did that, don't you? Oh like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, lining up for, and it's a name that will jump out at you. For example, and you think, for instance, you know, Russia, Mario Fernandez. Now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just. <laughs> that's going to jump out at you but no he was naturalised to play here and the rules are so bloody fluid now I'm Eric Laporte made his debut for Spain uh, in the Euros right Um, despite being French and these days it's it's so fluid it's like there's an international transfer market which seems a little bit odd to me but the great thing about I'm Eric Laporte is that a, a woman on Twitter one time um, asked him about why he didn't put his name up on his Twitter account. And mm-hmm. he's like, 
what do you mean? She said, well, why is it your nickname? Whatever America is. And he's like, America? And she says, yeah, you've got it in, in your Twitter. He's like, no, it's I'm Eric Laporte. And he said, she said, yeah, you're, you're Eric Laporte. Why don't you have your name there? <laughs> and to be fair to him, he changed his Twitter handle to I'm Eric Laporte, Beautiful. which I thought was a nice touch. Right. But uh, yeah, this woman was wondering why he was he was not doing his real name on on uh-huh. his Twitter feed. The uh, one of the best ones of those is uh, is Don Glover, who's uh, you would know him from um, uh, uh, Community. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, oh, who uh, the rap uh, character that he does, um, Gamb- uh, Bam- uh, Gambino. Uh, uh, yes, Childish uh, Gambino. Um, when you go to his Twitter feed, uh, he just puts in Don Glover, um, which reads as Dong Lover. So <laughs> he is all set for this uh, wonderful Pride Month. Um, I was just thinking of your uh, your hot mics that you do when you're watching uh, watching the games live. Um, I had like one of those really kind of poor experiences of um, I wasn't really able to kind of let loose during the Dutch game because. Um, both my wife and I, for whatever reason, um, uh, the day, the night before, uh, neither one of us got good sleeps, but I was just like, I was having a lot of coffee fighting through it. And I just, you know, was ready to watch the game. My wife kind of came into the TV room and went, uh, I'm just going to have a nap here. So first goal, she wasn't really asleep. So I was able to go, yes, like that. And then everything afterwards, I kind of was like, mm, like that. And, and I was just trying to keep her, trying to let her sleep. And let the dog sleep beside because as soon as I go, yes, like the dog is up in everyone's face, like, what yeah. is there food? Like, it's all that. And so uh, every celebration and every um, uh, like every every uh, goal against uh, I was just like like that, like that kind of stuff. It, it kind of reminded me of like those 1 a.m. shags on the couch at her mom's place <laughs> where you're just like keeping everything very quiet. It was like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, the TV. It, it can move into a, a quite unfortunate territory when you're putting your hand over your partner's mouth, um, <laughs> which is, you know, not not based on anything other than love. You don't want her right. to get into trouble, but right. uh, no, it's uh, uh, an experience that like, all of us have to go through at some point in our life. I, look, we you would have hoped as a species we'd been able to evolve to a point where you were just able to walk in and go, hey, it's my, it's my girlfriend, we're going to go to my room, things are going to happen, you might want to turn the TV up, but we can't, right? It's just, no, frankly, that sort of unpleasantness. And, you know, you just, bit, oh, totally, the whole biting your finger thing to, to stop from making a noise, uh, which does render the whole thing, you know, <laughs> we're doing this for a reason. And uh-huh. one of the reasons that we're that we're doing this is to uh-huh. you know have fun with it. But uh oh god, no, I wouldn't uh I wouldn't envy anyone that but then I I, I was always gonna be cool about it mm-hmm. because of, you know, that, that sort of experience when I was when I was younger. Um uh, but then when I had, you know, my stepdaughter, when I had uh, her turning to that sort of age and bringing a boy home, and of course I turned into, you know, sitting there with a the shotgun in the lap saying, so, what <laughs> exactly is your interest yeah. in my daughter? You know, and, and sitting uh-huh. there with the two, the two staffies going, right, right. okay, you know, because he'll bite your nuts off and she'll chew them. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, it was, it, it's a here's, difficult one. Here's the thing. Like you go through all this rigmarole to keep it quiet and you turn up the TV and you're stifling your, 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 your noises and stuff like that. And you're, you're, you know, positioning yourself in awkward ways so that mm. the couch doesn't squeak and you go through all this and everything's fine. You know, the mother's come down, comes down into the sitting room the next day and goes, it smells like cum. Yeah, exactly. Like, you were you were fucking in here, yes. weren't you? Yeah, I <laughs> it mean, smells but, like cum. But then you have to be polite about that sort of thing. You know, you've yes. got to. Oh, did you see? Speaking of which, um, you know, speaking of sexual unpleasantness, mm-hmm. have you seen the the Batman thing? Yes. Exploded right. For those yes. of you who don't know, uh, there's a new a cartoon, I think, uh, Harley Quinn cartoon, and it's pushing the envelope as mm-hmm. the phrase goes they are they're trying to be a bit darker a bit more raunchy and the producer said you know dc comics have been absolutely brilliant although they did say that we weren't allowed to do a scene in which batman went down on catwoman and they said well okay well why because there's loads of other sex in the show and they said well heroes don't do that and that has of course <laughs> You know, raised a whole so, lot of of. Okay. Now, it's I don't been like saying it. people are wrong right out of the gate, but well, if anyone does it, it's heroes. That's what seen, makes them heroes. Have you seen The Sopranos? Yeah, Tony yes. didn't. Right, he's an anti-hero. Uh, That's the way that works. Ah, uh, yeah. um, but Her- the. I, I thought it was worth it just to be able to make the joke, which I did, and I I built up to this for about an hour before mm-hmm. I cracked it in a WhatsApp yep. group earlier today, where I said, this is quite clearly just a case of, of uh, DC gone mad, which <laughs> I thought... <laughs> was 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 worth it just for that but but yes partly but i i look again right i i'm getting to i'm getting to the age where i can be as hypocritical as i fucking like right i'm getting to an age where we've discussed before i i struggle to get out of a chair without making a noise that i i like my shit where it is i say things like my program will be on yes gorgeous David's off to watch his stories. David likes his stories. David, oh, there's, he's watching his program. He'll be back in an hour, right? So I, I, I'm at that age, right? So no, I can be hypocritical. And I'm going to say, I personally agree with DC Comics on this. If you do that sort of thing, right? And let's not get into how John Knox feels about it, because you know, right. I think we could, uh, yeah, exactly. I think we can all imagine. But... <laughs> Aren't you running the risk of just encouraging them? Yep. And aren't you running the risk of missing the kickoff for the second half? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, I grew up in an era where lovemaking (laughs) that was taught to you was not taught in schools. No. It was before the huge burst of... Well, it was before the internet. Before, you know, the huge burst of internet pornography. So Mm -hmm. it was taught to you by older boys. Yes. Lying (laughs) about their sexual exploits. (laughs) Right? So for the longest time, I thought that you could only put it in the hole that I knew women must have Mm -hmm. because I have one. Yes. Right? And was not helped by the phrase that was used quite commonly, 
I'd shag the ass off that. Oh, right. Right. So then right. at school, they tell you about biology and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to rethink my whole outlook on this. Right. right? And it's, it, it's different for all of these, you know, hey, this is how we make love and all that sort of gauche, open sexuality. I don't Mm -hmm. come from that generation, right? I come from, you keep the lights out, you keep your socks on, (laughs) you give her a good three minutes scuffling from behind, and Uh then you don't speak because of the shame (laughs) that you're both feeling. Ideally, you can can go and spend time in other places or pretend to be asleep. Mm -hmm. That's that's, that's the script with it. But no, Batman doesn't do it. But he gets mask all dirty. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. To be okay, so to be fair, if we're if we're talking about sort of like architectural structure here, there mm-hmm. is that mouth opening. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that, but the cowl would be all all gunk. Mm. Eh, you get a hose off. Um, you you go through, you drive the Batmobile through the uh, through the car wash with the with the window <laughs> open. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I it's it's funny you mentioned like the the whole I, I would shag the arse off of that. Um, there uh, there's this I can't remember which state it is, and it's sad that I can't remember which specific one because they all sort of blur together in the U.S. Um, that they're trying to repeal any mention of homosexuality or even sex like sex ed period like you have to get permission to have any discussion about uh sexual education or anything like that in 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 this one u.s state and i think there's there's others and samantha b had this uh interview with like five uh college age uh students uh, and one that was just graduating high school and one of them said a a male friend of hers on like near the last week of school said, Hey, can you help me out? I need to know this before I go to college. <laughs> she was like, yeah, what he go? And he's, he asked her how many holes do women have down there? <laughs> <laughs> Cause I need to know before I go to college. Well, nobody's telling you these. Th- I mean, these days it's a lot easier, right? Right. We all know six. It's a lot. Exactly. But, well, Right, I remember being freaked the fuck out with my first serious girlfriend mm-hmm. when she told me that she had a separate bit for peeing yep. from the bit that I was aware of. And I was right. like, no fucking way. And yeah. she's like, no, really? And I'm like, you're, you're at it. She's like, no, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Watch. Come, come watch on. This. No, come I, I must, again, you know, I'm not getting involved in that at all. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, I've never quite understood because they always say, "Oh, you know, we can't have sex education because you know, look, it'll lead to kids, pre- you know, teen pregnancies." Now, I may be mistaken, but certainly in my own experience at school, they happened quite frequently. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. So the idea that somehow with this utopia where kids just waited until their marriage night and then they got on with it, I don't think that ever really happened. No. No, not when I was at school. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, we we had many girls that went away for a bit. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that that's it. They they went away, and then mm. scandal and gossip would pursue them, and then they'd come back. Um, I don't know anybody who tried the whole "oh, it's my little brother" thing. That would have been cool. Aye, right, right, right. I, I think most of them just went, you know, like fair enough, and 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 got on with it. But no, so. 
you know, you, you start off. And I, I don't know if it's any better now because I'm not sure I would want kids learning off the internet. There's some stuff goes on in most most grumble flicks that uh-huh. um, I don't think happen in a healthy relationship. Can no, I, I would <laughs> yeah. say... Ninety percent of what goes on, yeah. Don't don't, like, don't ask your yeah. partner for that, right? Okay, daddy. That, that, yeah. Daddy, I have yeah. a question. Oh, sure, son. What is it? How often and with what frequency did you choke mom? Yeah. Okay, exactly. See this uh, this reverse cowboy position, Dad. Aye. Right, right. So there are just certain things that, that you know you shouldn't learn from that. But of course, cause we didn't learn at all apart from, as I say, from you know as I say, older boys who lied. I mean, completely just made shit up. And it it led to a situation where the first time you got your bits on another human being's bits, you got your hands Mm. down there. Neither of us had any fucking clue how to operate (laughs) the machinery. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it's, you know, so you're yanking and thrusting Mm -hmm. and ripping and she's doing the same. And it's painful. It's not pleasant. You know, it's like, ah, and of course, because you're then going, ah, she's thinking, wow, he must be enjoying it. Right. And, and I don't think that's <laughs> I the best case. tighten this thing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just like, oh, right, Jesus, I don't know who's told you about this, but it, it, it's not an arcade, right? It, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's not a slot machine. Um, right. And equally, you know, in, in, in her defense, uh, neither was it one of those things you get at carnivals to test your strength. You know, for yeah. her, I, I didn't need to punch it as hard as I could to see if I could ring a bell. <laughs> Is that what the kids are calling it these days? Uh, well, I've done, what, <laughs> the kids these days will know more about it than I do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that goes without saying. The right. kids these days are all sort of like, oh, yeah, anal, first date. Yeah, what? Yeah. Um <laughs> How do you know about me? Right. Who brought that up? That, um, that, so, is, that uh, is that old joke of like... um uh the 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 woman who is um marrying into a uh let's say a uh a a country where uh they they profess that um <laughs> uh backdoor shenanigans was uh, was invented and she gets the chat from her dad going um he's going to want to flip you over and do something at some point just say no to it and she's like okay dad i got it <laughs> And so they're having sex repeatedly, 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 and everything is going great. And then one night on this fateful night, uh, he whispers in her ear, why don't you, why don't you roll over? Let's try something different. She's like, no, no, no. My dad warned me about this. And she, and he goes, do you want to have kids or not? Cause it's, yeah. Um, Oh yeah. It took a minute. I'll be honest. It took me a minute. That's one I would have clapped at in a theatre and then came up to you afterwards and went, that was really funny. That was, I, that was, and you'd have felt bad as a comedian, but it's on me, it's not on you. Oh, no, 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 no. Trust me, I do enough Zoom shows. I am used to delayed responses. It is. <laughs> that, um, must be, that must be tough. That's one of the reasons I would do um, live, live Zoom shows. People have asked us to do, because mm-hmm. normally, oh, man, we do live shows, right. five or six, you know, even... In Glasgow, we'll do five or six a year, and ones all over the country. And I won't won't do it on Zoom. Mm. And a couple of the boys do them, but I just, I just, I don't see how I can build any sort of vibe at all. Mm. Um, yeah, and it, so that must be incredibly tough. Uh, I will tell you this: it has saved my experience of the corporate. <laughs> it is a complete lifesaver. 
um, because there's no fateful travel there and back. There's no um, uh, you're not interrupting their thing because they're already in their home. So they already feel a little bit more safe uh, than you just showing up and disturbing them. Um, uh, I've got like, you know, because I've got like sort of like the professional background, the professional sound, the lighting, the whole bit. So it feels like a show from their end. And their names are there, so I can go, oh, Steve didn't care for that one. And uh, uh, then Steve is called right out in front of his peers, and it's like, because their, na- their names are, are completely there. I had one was like, oh, it looks like Becky is still working. And Becky went, mm-hmm, and then just turned off her camera. So I was like, okay, she's out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it single-handedly made made those things like way better. Like if all I ever did right now is Zoom corporate shows, bring them my way. That is not a problem. I uh, as I say I, I don't mind doing them doing them live and we've got a really cool audience who who not only don't film meaning we can you know relax a bit but they also we've we've seen instances of our audience taking audience members and making <laughs> them delete stuff um, right. so it, it's not, we've got that kind of warm vibe um, with it and, and you know you just you miss that the the experience although. I don't really enjoy them because I enjoy it once it's done. And yeah, there are good moments when you're up there, but I'm I'm really nervous until it's finished just because right. people I'm charging them for this, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I want them sure. to have a good time. And, and if I, and, and if they don't, it's kind of on us. Um, so there's so much goes on. I, I could probably aid this by, you know, planning them out a wee bit more, but I, what we do is, as you know, as we're doing here today, is, is just, mm-hmm. you know, unstructured, so I don't think it would work. But I remember one of the, the first live show one of our podders, Jack, did, and he'd heard us what he presumed about how we organise it at five eight. Mm-hmm. And so he's sitting there at like seven and he's looking at us, and I'm kind of, I know what's up with Jack. And then 7.15, he's starting to get a wee bit agitated. And I'm sort of like, calm down, have a drink. He's like, okay. So at like 7.30, he says, look, lads, when are we going to plan out what we're saying? And we yeah. all looked up and went, we're not. You know, right. basically about 5 to 8, I'll go, right, uh, Rangers, new contract for him. couple of jokes about that. Bob's your uncle, see you in a day and a half. Right? Mm-hmm. And that, that is it. Um and I always make the same joke as we're lining up in the corridor just before we go on stage. Uh, I always say, right, lads, an early goal, crowd the 12th man. Yep. That will yep. never change mm-hmm. until the day that I die. I mm-hmm. will continue to do that. In fact, if I don't do that, David has been replaced by a replicant. Because <laughs> <laughs> I live, that's the whole reason I do live shows. That and the money. Right. Yeah. Um, whenever I'm, I'm doing like a road show or anything like that, uh, if I see like a, like a, like a young comic, that's, that's, you know, really kind of like battling with the nerves and stuff like that. Um, I will, I will say, Hey, Hey, it's okay. Just don't suck. <laughs> and then I go on stage and introduce. <laughs> that's brilliant. I, I, that is, I'm going to steal that. Just that. don't suck. Just remember, just that's, don't suck. Okay? Don't suck. Um, Simple. Uh, it, I, I have to say, like the, um, I, I, I am with you on, on, on the whole, 
improvisational aspect of, of these things, especially with the podcast and whatever, like, you know, my own podcast, it's all we kind of do that. Cause it's so funny when, when you get someone like a publicist kind of chirps in and goes, we'd love someone to be on your show. It's like, okay, great. What's the structure? You've never seen an episode. Have you? Yeah, okay. You that's fine. That's, no. Um, one yeah, of my, one of my, one of my, know. yeah. One, one of my favorites is uh, a friend of mine, Pete Zedlacher, great uh, uh, comedian, lives in Edmonton now. Um, he is one of my favorites. He's been on Just for Laughs, CBC, Winnipeg Comedy Festival. He's, like, he's, he's run the gamut in Canada. And uh, he's on the show, and we're just having great, 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 great banter, and everything's cool. It's a lovely episode. And he's just he's, he's in the moment, and he's, he's come up with great stuff. He's like, it's exactly what you want for the show. So we take a break, and I go, okay, I have to go to the washroom. I'm going to refill my, uh, my water and stuff. Uh, you guys, uh, Darcy is, is, is sitting in the room with us and goes, can you do a promo for us where he just goes, hi, it's Pete Zadlacker. You listen to comedy above the pub or whatever the fuck he wants to say. And, uh, he says, he says, do you, do you, do you have anything you written that you want me to say? He says, no, no, no. Just say, hi, this is Pete Zadlacker. Uh, well, you're listening to comedy above or something like that. Just do that. Make it funny. Don't worry about it. I'll be back in three minutes. Don't, it'll be done. (laughs) I go to the washroom. I do my filthy business. I come back. I refill my water and I come into the studio quietly. They're on take 28. What? Yeah. And I'm like, what? And like, and like Pete has this panicked look in his face. Darcy has never looked more downtrodden and sorrowful. And I am like, what is happening here? He goes, uh, I just can't get the read right. I go, what the fuck read are you talking about? You just, hi, this is my name. You're listening to this. You're done. He goes, yeah, but I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. Prepared, motherfucker. Come to Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I yelled at one of my good friends for a good two minutes. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> about listen, comedic timing. I think that's on him. You know, uh-huh. I think that one's a... Yeah, we had a, a thing where we were doing adverts for... Uh, I'm down to say for Manscaped, right? Manscaped's sure. yeah, pretty yeah. good. They, they, they deal with loads of podcasts, right? They they, 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 they know what they're doing. Yeah. So they came, in, they came with a script, but they said, look, jazz it up, do your own thing, right? Mm-hmm. These are the these are the points. Could you hit these? And we had a laugh with it. And I think it was quite successful because they, they ended up renewing like full time. So they, they must have been happy with the outcome of it. We had another company who will remain nameless. And they said, uh, right, you know, there's the read. And I was like, do you want me to, you know, did, would it be better perhaps if you did bullet points rather than me reading it? And they went, nope, it's got to be like that one for one. And I said, well, okay. But the fact is, I never talk like this. You know, I don't sound like this. And I'm not bad at reading. You know, I can make it sound... I'm not one of these people who does a readout yes. like this, right? So Correct. I'm okay at it, but you have a voice, and this is not in my voice. This isn't, you know, language that I wouldn't use. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, do word for word. It's your money. Okay. I'm your whore. No mm-hmm. problem. Two weeks into, like, a four-week run, we're getting fuck all back from this. And I said, well, I tell you what, give me three bullet points and let me just talk to the, you know, I'll sit Carmi or whatever and we'll just have a laugh with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just let us you'll get and shut up. And it's like that's the way to do it, right? Because yeah. maybe it's just the maybe it's just podcasting, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I think you can tell I think that our brains can automatically go, that's a read and you shut off. 
I, I do. I think I'm, I'm being advertised to. Whereas if you just introduce it as part of the show and have a laugh and make it something different, make it worth listening to, right. people will do it. And certainly for podcasts, I would absolutely go that way because anyone who's ever listened to commercial radio will know that it is far easier to fuck up oh, yeah. uh, an oral um, advert than it is to come up with a good one. Mm hmm. Oh, trust me, I just did 28 takes of a fucking lottery commercial last night in my basement <laughs> that took for fucking ever to do. Um, I don't know did if you're you familiar. Did you have a director? Did you Pardon have a director? Did no. you have a director? No, no, no. Right, no, no, because no. I found, even for little things, even for just like little TV things, the directors always seem to think that they're fucking directing Apocalypse Now. Hmm. And it's like, mate, calm the fuck down, right? Uh -huh. it, it, it's a 30-second advert for... You know, toothpaste. It's, we're not changing the world with us. Right. Um, so Betty. that is that is something that I miss, actually, is having a director in. Like, sometimes my agent, would, like, we would just do in-agency records. So we just go into the agency studio, and she would just go, okay, uh, rattle through it. Let's do this. Let's record it. Boom. Okay, you flubbed that last word, and could you smile a little bit? Bam, three takes, and you're done. Right. You have someone else supervising in control of this, and you're just delivering the goods, and that's all you need to do. When I am left to my own devices, I am like, oh, did that sound okay? Mm, oh, I think you can hear my teeth in that one. Okay. And then like, it's just – it's never-ending listening to the exact same, make sure you scratch your lotto ticket. Like it's just like 85 takes of that, <laughs> everyone sounding just a little bit different than the other one. Just, ah, oh, mother of Christ. Um, did, did I ever tell you about like one of my first – um, uh, studio bookings, like one of my first voice gigs I ever did. Oh. Um, so um, this is when I think I had just joined the union, or I was just about to. Is like it was very, very uh, new in my in my voice career, and so I was just kind of getting the feel of like how studios work and how the gig actually works and stuff like that. But on the record day, when you're actually doing the actual commercial, right? You're not auditioning; you're actually doing the ad that they want you to do. They will have uh, you go to a studio that, they, that the client has rented out, and there will be the production team that are in the studio. They're like the they'll they'll have a director assigned to it. That's usually part of that part of the studio system. An engineer that's got all the ones and twos, doing all the all the knob twisting and stuff like that. Then you have the advertising firm representation. So those are the people who created the ad. You know, the writers probably in the rooms <laughs> for any last minute adjustments that need to be made. And then you have the actual client. Right. And so these are the people that are paying the money for their product to 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 be voice. And so uh, I refer to these days as cell phones and sushi days, because that's all you see <laughs> through the glass. It's just people eating sushi and battering on their cell phones, looking up and going mm -hmm, and then not, back onto the phones. And so uh, the only time I am able to hear anyone is when the director turns on his microphone, his or her microphone. Um gives me my direction and then shuts off. But I'm seeing everyone through the glass. So they're all there. I'm, I'm basically in a, literally in a fishbowl looking at the world with only <laughs> one person doing it. And everything is silent, right? It's all just, just completely quiet except for the director. When they, when he, when he comes in and goes, okay, Todd, we're ready. Uh, we're going to roll. Just, uh, let's do one for tone. And then you go, okay. Uh, make sure you try the new McChicken sandwich. It's delicious, right? Okay. And, uh, okay, Todd, that was good. Um, can you, uh, give us a bit more smile right there? A little more, uh, just a little bit more approachable. Okay. Make sure you try the new McChicken sandwich. It's delicious. 
<laughs> okay, Todd. Uh, now let's try one just a little bit more, um, a uh, little bit more uh, announcery. Okay. Try the new McChicken sandwich. It's delicious. Okay, Todd, that was a mistake on our side. Don't worry about that one. Uh, okay, can you can you try just a little more, a little more close, a little more romantic? It's like, okay, fine. Try the new McChicken sandwich. It's delicious. Okay, I think we're kind of in the zone right there. I think that's what we're we're getting a lot of nods right now. Okay, Todd, can you try? Uh, and then, so they would try all kinds of different reads like this, right? And by the take. 38 okay i'm about 30 38 line reads in and it's been about an hour an hour and 15 minutes of people just listening to me say the same sentences over and over and over again this is all meaning right so at one point the, the director goes okay todd uh just a second can you um can you help hold on just one second and i see the the director turn around and he's uh talking to the crowd again i can hear nothing not one word it's just dead silence and he's he's just talking to the client team and talking to that. And then eventually this one guy stands up at the back of the room and he's obviously the guy in charge, right? He's got the khaki pants on. He's got the cell phone clipped to his belt. This wasn't that long ago. Um, dress shirt, um, kind of doughy, pudgy, middle-aged white guy. He stands up and I can see him clear his throat. And then he starts red-faced purple dick screaming at everyone. He is just like he's he is losing his shit on everyone. He is pointing at the booth. He's pointing at the writers team. He's pointing at me, he's pointing at their engineering team. He gestures at me. He points at the clock. No one is looking at him. They are all glued to their fucking cell phones and shoveling <laughs> shoes into their mouths. They do not want to be part of this. And it's just and I, again, I can't hear a thing. I'm just seeing this guy have a complete fucking meltdown. <laughs> In front of me. And I have nowhere to go. I have nowhere to hide. I'm right there. And so he finishes, and you can see like the 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 his his face just looks like a fucking erect knob at this point. Like it's just so purple and angry. <laughs> and he sits down and there is paper fluttering to the floor just from this just fucking fire hose of rage that he just spilt out. The director swivels in his chair, turns on the microphone and goes, okay, Todd, could you go up at the end of that <laughs> sentence? Uh, I was like, yep, that's it. Uh, it's delicious. Guy. Thank you. I that's the read. Thank you. Couldn't deal with people like that. That's that's one of the reasons why I, I, I'm glad that I, I live in my own little bubble now because it's like, I've, I've never really, I never asked why I'm not you know a great employee or whatever, but when people go on that, I'm like, mate, right, None of this is going to matter in 10 years, right? So let's just calm down. We're not planning Operation Overlord here, mm -hmm. okay? It's not that important. Yeah. But they put, and these are the people who die at age 53 of, yeah. of ulcers. Yeah. And it's no. like, dude, it's not worth it. It's just, yeah. it's not worth it. I, uh, I, I often have to remind my wife, you know, in 100 years, doesn't matter doesn't yeah. matter we won't be oh. here for it right uh but then uh when you watch terminator you realize how wrong you are ah but um, that's that's future david's problem yeah that's not it's <laughs> not today david's problem right so yeah. you know that was why my drinking career ended so unsuccessfully yeah. because it's like uh right it's 3 a.m i need to be up mm. for work at six yes ah, tomorrow david's problem that's not right now david's problem and you crack on with it uh so yeah i, I it's it's an attitude that probably 
buy me a bit more longevity, but mm-hmm. equally does mean that I was very rarely in the running for many employee of the year contests. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because it was like, well, you know, what's the point? I, I worked at university for years, loved it, great job. Go, you know, good. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were going so stressed. You know, How the fuck are you stressed? We work at a university, right? Yeah. And then not even a good one. So <laughs> calm the fuck down. It doesn't matter. And they'd be like, oh, you know, but I'm getting so much pressure. pressure? How can you press a university? Right, it doesn't fucking matter. Nobody cares. So right. just, just let it go. Just ah, right. Um, but hey, you know that's that's it, one. What works for one might not work for another. Right. I uh, when I was in university, there was a I, I was in a program where you had to keep like a a a, gr- a certain grade level. Like if you drop below this grade level, you were you were done. And um, I failed my first math class ever. And it was debilitating because, you know, I all through high school, I was good at math. I went to university, made my way through the first and second year. It's all good. Uh, and then uh, actually it was it was second year. I failed this one class and uh, it was um, I think it was stat 230, um, which was uh, statistics. And it just it did not I could not could not nail it. And so uh, I had like a failing grade i just looked at it and went oh my god like this is the end of it so i go to my advisor and you know there was a couple of us that kind of like had this same experience it was like let's all go together he can't kill us all mm-hmm. and so we walk in and he's obviously busy with other things he's got things on his mind and he goes excuse me sir and he just looks and goes what and it's like um i i know we just got into the program yes uh, um we 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 both failed this 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 mm-hmm that 230 he goes uh-huh i go well what happens now he goes fucking retake it what do you want go <laughs> oh okay. we we can do that yes get the fuck out of my office like, okay fine all right um scottish uh, it, show, by the way no but that that's it that's a healthy attitude it's like, did, did somebody die no right fuck it you're you're good um, and then you know when we get reminders, and we got obviously we all got one at the weekend um, with Christian Eriksen. Oh, Jesus, shit yeah. actually matters. Now I, I'm not an emotional person, right? And I I I have trouble. Actually, this is I've clinically been told this that I have trouble empathising right. with other people. Um, and that's actually what narcissism is. People think narcissism is you walk about saying you're fantastic. It's not that. It's basically I I view everything through me, through how does this affect me. Um, and therefore, like when there can be stuff on the news and they say this terrible outrage, and my brain just automatically goes nothing to do with me, fine. And right, and I I know I'm not a psycho. That's you know a, a psychopath doesn't realise that you're supposed to shut the fuck up, right, right. about it, rather than go oh, who cares. That's that's the difference. But even I was sitting watching that going Jesus Christ because I thought I mean I genuinely oh, yeah. did. I yeah I think we all did. Um, this is. This is not looking good. And I think it's quite frightening because it's kind of like when Steve Jobs got cancer and you think, right, well, he's got access to every medical thing going, right? There, mm-hmm. There's nothing. And even then, there was nothing all these billions could do. And it's frightening right. because it makes you remember, you know, that we're all just flesh and bone at the exactly. end of the day. However, um, yesterday arrived uh, on my doorstep were two things. Um, clearly, in terms of pointless gestures, mm-hmm. uh, I was right up there because I'd bought a Denmark strip on Saturday oh, good. night. Okay. Yeah, because that will help. You know, when, you, 
when he was when he, clearly that has gone through my through my head. The other thing, my friend. Yeah, the, the other thing was an email that was like, "Thank you for your donation to British Art Foundation." So that was at least useful, right? right? But <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? He's like, "Hey." I know, a man has nearly died. I'll order a football top. And I've got no fucking clue what the what the thought process I think, I think it's just the whole, I feel useless and I want to do something. Yep. Right. Uh, I just made my avatar on Instagram a black square. That will solve racism. Yeah. yeah. Basically, I, and, and I, I'm going to do this stupid, pointless gesture that means absolutely zero and see if it helps. Um, right. However... I suppose you could counter-argue but say that he is getting better, he is, so maybe yeah. it did. So I had... Uh, so thank you, by the way, for saving his life. Um, I, well, I, I'm waiting for, for him to get in touch. Um, I, I won't be a dick about it. I'll just go, it's okay, Chris. Right, just right. That's, that's, that's all you can do, you know. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Um, uh, here's the thing. Like, I had this very, like, if it was scripted in a television show, that's how it would break down how I discovered this was happening. Because... My weekends are basically not my own. They're all just like, okay, we have shit to do. I will watch everything later. Right? Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, okay, you know, I, I do the stuff around the house for the missus that she needs. Uh, we have a dinner, and then I can go and watch the games I want to do, and I'll just kind of skip through and find all the fouls and goals and all that fun stuff. And I have a buddy that uh, out here um, uh, that is watching the tournament as well, and so he messages me. And says, well, shit. And so <laughs> at this point, I know it's soccer related because that's all he said, right? And so I go, oh, something's up in the Denmark. Something something smells in Denmark or whatever that quote would be. So nice. I, uh, I I check the score, Denmark, Finland, and it said, I just see nil-nil. It's like I'm expecting like a blowout or something like that. Like, you know, like Finland's, I think this is their first tournament. Have I got that right? Yes, it does. Yes, it is. And so I thought, like, they're getting, they're just getting blown out. They're being embarrassed. And I just saw nil-nil. And I went, oh, this doesn't make sense. And then it was like, I, I read further, it's like, suspended. And I go, why is it suspended? And at that moment, CNN says Christian Erickson collapse, you know, match, match abandoned. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? And so, like, now I'm just, like, scouring Twitter for, like, all the, all the fun stuff. And I watched, I watched the game that night. Because I was I was seeing kind of all the feeds and stuff like that. And I just like, I want to see what happened. And like, I knew the result. I knew he was okay. I knew he had a thumbs up. And I knew people were like, you know, were he was he was fine. It didn't come out that he was gone and then came back mm. um, at that point. It was just like, okay, so just calamitous. And even I knew this is this is the weird part. I knew he was okay. And I still was just on the edge of my seat like not breathing like oh, it was the first yeah. it was the first 20 minutes of uh saving private ryan it was just like non-stop like god what's happening here um crazy crazy and i'm so glad he's he's okay what i found even weirder was that they continued with the game yeah that, that was, was a weird part for me yeah i i couldn't really get my head around that and at, at the time um i think that we all got told, or the players wanted to do it, and even then, there's a bit of you that thinks, well, would they be in the right frame of mind to make a decision, and surely exactly. this is where the, the, the exactly. higher-ups need to be. But now it's coming out that they didn't, and uh, uh, the Denmark coach said uh, earlier today that well, you've got 48 hours to rearrange a game postponed for COVID, but apparently not for someone nearly dying on the pitch, exactly. which seems a little bit strange to me, but 
Um, even in those moments, and you know, you're just, you know, people saying, surely if if it's as bad as we think it is, they've just got to cancel the tournament because who cares? And all of us, and I think this says a lot about UEFA, all of us went, they won't though. They'll come out with some bullshit about, oh, it's a tribute to Christian and, mm-hmm. we'll, you know, keep it going. But I mean, who, who would have given a fuck after no. really? You know, no. Um, no. it was just not worth it, but it would have because there's, there's just too much money involved in it, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, yeah, glad he's OK. But it, it was it's, it's that wee reminder that, you know, whenever people are panicking and worrying about shit, that you're know, trying. And, and I get it. You know, it's your life. And therefore, it matters. But, you know, just just take a step back. And mm-hmm. I've got I've got a friend who's one of these people who just gets like super angry, excited, annoyed about everything. And. It's exhausting just knowing him. So yes. fuck knows what it must be like being him. And I'm like, dude, you ain't getting past sixty. Right? You're just you're using up a lifetime supply of energy. Look at me. I haven't used up anywhere fucking near a forty three year old's I'll be hundred and twenty. no problem, right? I'll be even more <laughs> broken down than I am now. But right. I'm just we're like I, I think we're like cars, miles on the clock rather than age. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I did top load a few miles on the, the clock early doors, but I think I'm making up for it now. <laughs> you know, it's um, a very sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I um, here's okay. So here's a question I, I I have for you, and this always happens at major tournaments, kind of like this. Um, I'm assuming at this point you're just like a kind of. You're Howard Hughesing your way through life. The door is bolted. You're walking around in tissue boxes. You are not going out to watch these games, uh, if 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 any. It's it's all in your house. So think back to early days when when you were kind of more social uh, at yeah. this point. Um, were there ever matches and stuff like that? Uh, be it uh, in in whatever sport it was, where wherever you you want to watch a thing, where suddenly people invite you out to a hey, we're going to have a party for this game oh. and we're all going to watch it. Um, never do that. Never. Um, well, basically Scotland games um, in the group that, that I, I was hanging about and we're, we're always like that. People would say, right, let's all get together to watch Scotland game. And it was fine for me because I didn't really care about the result. So it, it was just a day out, you know, and it was like, hey, and, and I could get, while they were watching the game, I could get on with some serious drinking. Yes. Yeah. Um, my problem is that there's there's always, without question, um, uh, at least one person that comes out. And this happened during like, and it was a it was a party. It's like, hey, come on over. And my wife and I, thankfully, we have had this. Uh, we've made this rule that whoever is advancing further in the in the in the tournament of choice, whoever's country mm-hmm. it is, whether it's you know, me in Scotland or Holland. Or you know her with Italy, whoever's team it is gets to decide where and how they watch the game, because that makes sense. it does. Because so many times it's been taken from us. Where like um, one of our friends when Italy was in the final was like, "Hey, there's a beer garden part in a in a uh, in a uh, grocery store parking lot. Let's go watch it there." And we're like, "I don't know. Come on." it'll be fun and we have to show up at 11 for a 3 a.m have, kickoff did, did you guys have covid like 20 years early what the fuck were you no, doing yeah, in a car park no, 
Right. So, uh, well, they had roped it off and there was beer and it was it was fine. That doesn't like, make it sound yeah. any more appealing. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was it was excruciatingly hot. You're watching the TVs outside, which are obviously faded and stuff like that. And by halftime, we're just like, let's go to ours and watch this. It's cooler. You know, we have more beverages, whatever. And there was um, I can't remember um, which tournament it was that, that I think it was either the Euros before or the ones before that where Holland made it to the final. Oh, the World Cup. Is it was World Cup, and uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, I want to watch this, and and my wife is just like, yep, absolutely, whatever you want, and then uh, the invites came in. It's like, hey, Todd, let's have it over at this thing, and we'll have a potluck, and I'm like, okay, sure, and I'm just thinking, ah, this could break bad so many ways because when I'm in it, I'm in it. I just like to watch, of course, and just and be in my fucking game. Yeah, like I got a side note. I got my, my, through my wife's work their company has a box at sky dome for the Jays games. And I got, I got invited. So it's all free food, free booze, free game. So I'm like, fucks to the, yeah. And, uh, as we're taking the elevator up, it hits me. Oh my God. I forgot to get my program and my 50, 50 ticket. I'll be right back. And she's like, what? I go, just give me the sweet number. I will be right back. And so I run down to the main concourse, grab the program, get a 50-50 ticket, and I run back upstairs, and the game is just about to start. I run into this room filled with all of her co-workers, and she's, like, introducing me, and this is my husband, Todd, and I blur by them and just go, hi, hi, great to see you, and then hit my chair right in the front. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, I made it. I want to see this. That's why I'm here. Yeah, (laughs) and I made it to the fifth and a half inning. Uh, before I heard uh, over the din of the uh, crowd and the uh, and the game being played, I heard the <clears throat> from my wife, and I was like, "Okay, party's over. I had my fun, so it's time to go engage." Um, when you go to these parties, it's always a thing like like you you would think that I I am willing a team to to play well through my stare. Like that's because I am just glued to a TV and without fail, someone will come up to me and go, and I'm wearing like Dutch colors. It's like, so is Holland in orange? Oh, <laughs> why did the ref blow a whistle? He's offside. Well, what's that? Why is this no, that, a fucking tutorial? Why are you coming to me for this? So no. you cannot watch a sporting event you care about with someone who doesn't know. My no. wife has tried and eventually, and God love her, but I turned around to her about 10 minutes into the first time went, Sally, just fuck off. Because mm-hmm. exactly that, there's nothing worse than sitting, you know, as you say, having to explain it. And, and of course, you know, well, I had fun, even though the other team won. Yeah. No, you did not have fun when the other team won. And I appreciate what you're trying to do, but not right now. Now I want to go into a childish huff for about an hour or so. Um, right. And yeah, it's it's just, yeah, I, I'm going to introduce though, people to a phrase that has turned my life around. And it's difficult at the start, but uh-huh. once you, you start to do it, it's like learning to play a musical instrument. You've got to persevere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, a little bit tough. It's like drinking. Right? Nobody likes the taste of alcohol the first time they try it, right? But we right. persevere. So use this, and it gets easier every single time you do it. No thanks. I won't be able to make that. The next question will always be, why not? Right? And at that point, uh-huh. say, look, uh-huh. I value you as a friend, so I'm just going to tell you this. I don't want to. And they will then try to guilt you, and then you can turn it around by saying, listen, I've told you, it'll make me feel uncomfortable. I don't want to come. 
Um, I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, but equally, I don't think it's fair you trying to guilt me into coming. Now, two things will happen with this. One, they'll accept it, in which case, good friend, friend for life. Two, they won't accept it, in which case they'll fall out with you and you don't need to fucking worry about them again in the future. Right. But exactly. it is, it, I, I, I do it, you know, I, and, and then after a while, the more you do it, people will either not ask you or when you do turn it down, they just go, oh, it's just David being David. So great. You know? <laughs> so well, one of the guys, um, one of the guys on Heart and Hand, it was his birthday and he was having a party. So it really mean a lot to you to come. And I said, I appreciate that, but I'm, I'm not going to come. Um, and he's like, well, why not? And I said, because I don't want to. Um right. And that, that's exactly, you just say, look, I'm sorry. I, it, or, of course, you could just lie and just say, sure. I've got something else on. Yeah. But you'll get caught out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You will. Especially yeah. in this age of social media. Some some yep. fucker will tag you. You're like, you know, you <laughs> yep. said that you couldn't come because mm-hmm. you weren't very well. Yeah. Yes. How why are, are you Andy naked? Warhols? On, <laughs> yeah, why are you naked on top of the Calgary Tower? Oh, that's where I was, right? Oh, oh hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, I've left. I wondered where my jeans had gone. Uh, so yeah, it's <laughs> it's. But you're much better just saying to people, you know, no And and if you are one of the people, by the way, if you're listening to this and you do that to people, that you guilt them or force them into going, mm. don't. Yeah, it's not fair. If somebody doesn't want to do something, it's not always. It is sometimes, but it's not always a reflection or a rejection of you. Right. right. Quite often, in my case, it's that I don't like being outside. Um. I like my house. I bought a new TV for the Euros. I, I want to watch it on my own. Um, right. And the other thing is as well, please, and I speak for all of us hermits, don't invite yourself to someone's house. Right. Oh, well, I'll just, I'll just come watch the game at yours then. No, it no. needs to be me who, who makes mm-hmm. that offer, right. not yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, just don't. Leave us alone. Hermits of the world unite at a distance. Um we have we have nothing to lose except being forced outside at gunpoint. Right. That's um, who we are. Let's okay. So whenever an international tournament comes out, I, I posted this a while ago. Um, is is there a moment, a singular moment that always stands out for you? Like whenever whenever the Euros or the World Cup happens, um, the one that that hits me every single time. It, it was uh, I think it was twenty fourteen World Cup um, that. Uh, uh, Holland's playing Spain, and this is on the back of Spain winning the previous. Oh one. fuck yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I remember going to, and Toronto had uh, a, a series of places that were designated, like you know, if you're a Croatian fan, Jones. watch at this bar, right? If you're a, a side note, the Madison where our where the Toronto Central Club is was uh, it, it's it's this huge mansion that holds like three thousand people, and we walked in there for the Brazil Germany game. And it started out cramped in there like St. Paddy's Day. Like you couldn't move. Um, by halftime, a lot more space. Don't know how it happened. Um, weird. So weird. Um, but we, we go to this bar called the Ossington. The owner there is Dutch, and he's doing like bit of ball in there and, and like some, some, some nice Dutch stuff. And everyone has this resignation about them. Like, let's just get this fucking thing over with. Mm. Like, we know we're going to get humped. Just because you know the the dutch qualifiers were not that great we're just like christ let's just get it over with let's just 90 minutes couldn't come fast enough and then van Persie nails that header and you watched an entire room of people i was standing beside andrew stoughton who is a uh uh, entire nation yeah uh he is a uh podcaster for uh for the blue jays 
and he and I were hu- two doughy bearded men hugging each other in orange shirts. It was just <laughs> you watching this entire place erupt and just more and more coming. And by the end, we're like, oh, we don't want this to end. Let's keep going. Um, and it was just like, that's the moment. Like, as soon as I think of it, I always think of the Van Percy header. Like, that's the thing. It's like international tournament. That's that's my mind's go to. Yeah, but remember, though, I'm Scottish. So I don't have any positive sure. ones. <laughs> of that. Um, oh but I do. I'll always school. remember it. Mm, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We knew we'd fuck it up, and we did. But sure. uh, I, I remember the Scotland England game at Wembley 25 years ago yesterday, as we record this, and uh, you could tell it was a Rangers town and a Rangers pub because everybody was in the pub cheering for Scotland to win. You know, it wasn't the country wasn't as, as culturally divided as it is now, and. Um, you know, Scotland get the penalty, McAllister misses it, and Gaza goes up and does, you know, the goal. Yeah. And you could tell it was a Rangers pub because everybody went, oh, for fuck's sake, and then went, oh, some goal, but yeah, he is good, <laughs> isn't he? You know, <laughs> it, was, you know it was just this, you know, yeah. at no other point would you do it. So even though you're disappointed the goal went in, there's a bit of pride because yeah, that's our boy, he just did that for us. And that, you know, that to me is always the the memory of that tournament. I, I think that David Marshall's made himself a meme um, right. after after yesterday. I think he will uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's he's now gone into, gonna, the one that cracked me up is David Marshall doing his jump as he's running away with the, the guys from Scooby-Doo, from mm-hmm. the baddie. Um, that was the one. I, I'll pick one out for, for today's show. Well, listen, it's been a, a, a fairly US light episode. So mm-hmm. something something cheeseburger mass shooting government representative <laughs> and sexual abuse scandal. So there we go. That'll okay. keep our American listeners right. Um and onion headline of the week. Doctor not going to ruin women's day by telling her she pregnant. Beautiful. So uh we will be back of course mm-hmm. next week. Um Hopefully, but we're not quite sure at the moment. Hopefully, we'll be back as a power trio. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, then continuing on drum and bass will mm-hmm. be uh, Mr. Todd Van Allen and Mr. David Edgar. But Todd, right. you can catch uh, Comedy Above the Pub podcast, and uh, you can watch it on, on go to Facebook and search it Comedy at the Pub. And you can actually watch as a recording, which is pretty cool. Uh, I urge you to do that. Album Butterflies, which several of you I know have downloaded and enjoyed, so mm-hmm. spread the word as well. And uh, you can catch him at Hey It's TVA, uh, or is it Hey Hey? I think it's just Hey, no, isn't no. it? Hey It's TVA. Yeah. One hey, right? Yeah. No need for two. Which, two which when you're be... when when you're trying to get application support and they ask for your email address, holy fuck, is that a chore? I shouldn't have done that. That's no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm quite lucky with my email address because I got an early and it's uh, just Davy Edgar. So that's, uh, I, I I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Um, which is you know obviously better than all the kind of you know mm-hmm. um, something something I can't say sixteen ninety. Uh, <laughs> And the best email address of all time goes to fellow admin and follow follow SM, whose email address for years was uh, throwsticks at tims at hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> it was the use of sticks that makes it for me. <laughs> um, uh, throwsticks at tims at hotmail.com. Absolutely nice. brilliant. All right. right, Todd, thank you. Pleasure I think we did. I think we did him proud. I think so. Thanks. We'll, we'll, we'll get notes. Yeah, I guarantee. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, well, 
Overall, I was reasonably happy. However, in moments uh, three minutes to six, uh, this happened. Yeah, yeah, we'll get that to look forward to. Thank you very much for listening, folks. We'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. That was a Heart and Hand production. 